Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. Namaste. Lots of stuff going on in the world. Um, I felt drawn to pull a book off of my bookshelf uh, the other day, and it was, um, I looked at a couple of things, but I ended up with the Tao Te Ching, um, wonderful book of short verses about the Tao. And, um, seemed appropriate to uh, a practice that I sort of thought of doing in response to the few first sutras that I read from this. So I thought I would share them. Uh, you know, it's fun uh, being with Al, who's so very much about practice, what your own experience is, learning from your teachers directly, that kind of thing. Um, He's not a reader, so he always de-emphasizes reading, but, you know, reading is also something that's a source of inspiration, and it's also a, a way of noticing that other people are having the same kinds of experiences that you're having, and also that the things we say in yoga also track in other spiritual lineages, which to me is always a reminder that there's one reality. And people have been trying to describe it and have experience of it forever from wherever they are. So, you know, sometimes reading a, a book from somebody is just redundant because you already studied that in, in your own lineage. And other times it's like, oh, right, that's exactly what we say. And sometimes it's inspirational because the way that it's said gives you some other uh, insight that maybe you missed from other readings or other teachers that you've heard so far. So I think the, the balanced way to put it is, you know, yeah, it's fine to read stuff, but when reading becomes a substitute for practicing, then that's too much reading, right? <laughs> so um, the first line of the Tao Te Ching is that the the Tao is beyond words and beyond understanding. Words may be used to speak of it, but they cannot contain it, which gets exactly to what I was just saying. And the Tao existed before words and names, before heaven and earth, before the 10,000 things. So the, the things of sensory experience that we're living in all the time. It is the unlimited father and mother of all limited things, Shiva Shakti. Therefore, to see beyond boundaries to the heart, the subtle heart of things, dispense with names. Al is so fond of saying, you know, Shiva means no name, which is kind of a very, you know, um, what's that word, like esoteric translation of that word, but nonetheless, um, with dispense with concepts, dispense with expectations and ambitions and differences. The Tao and its many manifestations arise from the same source, subtle wonder, 
within mysterious darkness. So I think that points very much at our meditation practice. And then to the kind of meditation practice I want to do today, I'm going to jump to the fifth of the sutras in the Tao. Heaven and earth are not sentimental. They regard all things as dispensable. The sage isn't sentimental either. He or she views all forms as ephemeral and transitional. The Tao is like a bellows, empty but inexhaustible. The more you move it, the more it makes. Too much talk about it evaporates your understanding, though. Simply stay at the center of the circle. So in the chaos of our current moment, you know, one has to wonder, is this any more chaotic than any other moment of history, you know, but it certainly feels chaotic, but it's useful to remember that call to not be too sentimental about this, where this is great, this is horrible, etc. And so the practice we have at Ishta, the Kriya that we have to deal with that, is one of them, is the erohan, our erohan, right? That something's going on, how are you going to approach it? Are you going to be in this rajasic frame of mind? Or are you going to say, oh my God, I just can't take it anymore and go into Tamas reaction? Or can you find the center of the circle? Right? Can you find a sattvic relationship that lets you be able to move without being sentimental about it, right? Without being attached to one outcome or another, which doesn't mean you're not working hard at the stuff, but that just becomes the, the motions of the dance that we're all in. We're trying to do what we can do, but the world is everywhere on the spectrum from utterly evil to utterly wondrous, right? Utter, utterly beautiful. And we swim in that. Right? So I was speaking with uh, Wendy and a close friend last night about this notion of the, the earth being sentimental. Right? And uh, the, the comment was, well, no, I think the world is you know, this magnificent being that cares and whatnot. But I think you can have all of that and not be attached to a particular outcome. In other words, it's the wondrousness, the possibility of what the world might be creating and our ability, how do we relate to it? That is the place where we can find a gracefulness within it. You know, I mean, just recognizing that all the little pieces are going, I think fruit flies last for two hours or something, right? That's their entire life, right? We have a significant amount more than that, but the universe is going through an entire evolution too. It ends badly, <laughs> unless you don't think of that as bad, right? It's just the way it goes. Yeah? So, Arohanavarahan is a tool that we have to explore the range of possibility of interaction. We can go all the way to extreme rajas, we can go all the way to extreme tamas, and we can keep working toward the center, so that as we move, we are in the 
you know, I keep going back to this word graceful that Alan always uses, but you know, you could find other words for that. Like, can you be in the wonder of things? You know, Byron Katie always goes, isn't that interesting? You know, that she would have that reaction, that she would be upset with me right now. And I would get upset at that, right? It's like looking for something bigger than the initial that human nature of it all. Cool. Anyone want to add anything or questions or open the aperture? There you go. Get a wider view, right? Change your perspective or to use the Tantra translation, expand and get free. Yeah. All right, let's start practice. We're going to, Stephen. Yeah. I mean, I think they kind of go back and forth a little bit with the Tao because it's everything. So it's both the Brahman and it's the expression of Brahman too. That's my interpretation from reading it a whole bunch of times. They seem to go all over the place with it. It's everything. But as soon as you try to say what it is, you've lost it because it's not just the expression of it. It's also the unexpressible. Yeah, yeah, right. Everything is included within Brahman. Yeah, even if we put distinctions on it in our minds. Once it becomes expressed, we put distinctions on it. That was my brilliant wife. Yeah. All right. So here we go. We're we're going to start uh, come on to all fours because we're putting distinctions on it. We're in physical bodies to start practice. <laughs> So as you breathe in, curl your toes under, arch and open the cow. And as you breathe out, take the tops of your feet to the floor and press away and round the cat. And then we'll move between the two. You know, and I've always thought that this expansion, this bigger picture, this how do you look at something that's what anyone would say isn't a good thing and somehow come graceful with it. And I've always had this metaphor in my own mind of being a connoisseur of something. Like when you first start to look at something like some food or tobacco or art, you know, you, the, the immediately obvious things are there, but then you get finer and finer into noticing something about it that at first glance might look ugly or taste bad but upon getting a richer relationship with it, it's suddenly a beautiful thing, right? The bitterness of mustard or the craziness of Jackson Pollock. The absurdity of Beckett. After your next inhale, as you are moving, continuing through the cow and the cat, start to find Arohan and Awarahan. So for those of you who've never done that, we start with a visualization at the pelvic floor, a line of energy up the front body all the way to the throat. When you breathe out from the back of that spot, that's the bump vertebra at the base of your spine, down the back body, past the tailbone. So that's one half of this energy line. 
So inhale, pelvic floor up the front of the throat, and then we don't kink our neck. That's very uncomfortable. So instead, as you breathe in, once the energy line gets to the throat, it goes to the back of your head and lengthens up past the back fontanelle, top fontanelle, into the midbrain. When you breathe out from the midbrain to that bump bone at the base of the cervical spine, upper back, middle back, lower back, past the tailbone, and the cycle begins again. And seeing this as Rajas and Tamas as expressing you know, maybe aggressiveness and passivity is one translation of that. Or attachment and giving up is another translation of that. One of the ways around that is to notice this is a cycle, right? It's a continuum from one to the other that establishes a middle. It establishes a center around which this vibration occurs. And my contention here, and the, the one translation of the Tao there, is that this center is the place you're trying to find to be in a more graceful relationship with things, to become unsentimental, to use that language. After your next inhale, exhale back to the seal, the child's pose, and we'll try to apply the arohana varahana in the Bali seal. So inhale up on your knees, Bali pose, the arohana runs up the front, around the head, into the midbrain. Exhale to the seal from the midbrain down the back body, past the tailbone. Inhale up and over to cobra, and this line is just literally what's going on in our body. So it's a perfect alignment tool. And exhale from the midbrain down the back body, past the tailbone, where the cycle commences or continues. Because the cycle just continues. They don't necessarily start and stop. Bali, on the exhale, seal. On the inhale, cobra. And on the exhale, seal. And you can continue two more times, Bali seal, cobra seal, on your own. The inhale, arrow han, up the front, from the throat to the back, point of the head, top of the head, midbrain. Ao arrow han, from the midbrain, past the cervical seven vertebra, the lowest at the shoulders, down the back. Creating a figure eight shape or an ampersand shape, or a G-clef shape for those of you who are tenors in the room. And the next time you're back in that child's pose, the seal, go ahead and pause there. And we'll invert our energy line, turning upside down any way that works for you, downward dog, forearm, down dog, the headstand prep, or the headstand itself.
And if you run the figure eight shape here, it might suggest some change in your posture so that you're not overly rajasic or overly tamasic. And you can stay attuned to the center line. Sattva guna as it expresses in us as Shashumna Nadi, the center line of our energy system. And then make your way down from your inversion. Take your time if you're in the headstand. And we'll come down to sit up on your heels. And we're going to substitute a pose named after one of the words in that fifth sutra where it said the sage is not sentimental either. So we're going to do the sage's pose. So you can just roll off your feet and sit up with your knees bent. Lower both knees over to the right side. And then put your right foot into your left thigh. I'm always more comfortable in this one when I sit up on something. So feel free to sit up on something. I'll zoom out so you can see what my pose is. And then we'll take a twist to the right. So bring both arms up and then turn to the right and take your left hand onto your right knee. Let your other arm go around behind your back. It could just support you or you might possibly bind to your thigh there. And then the, one of the key elements of this sage's pose is you're not leading with your head. You're letting this twist get led with the heart. So take your head out of the twist and look back over your left shoulder. On your next breath in, come back to center, take a little counter twist. Come back to center and lean back so you can bring that zigzag of your legs around the other way. One foot next to you, left foot against your thigh. Inhale, both arms up. Exhale, revolve to the left, and your right hand grabs your knee, the other arm behind your back, maybe just to support you in a nice tall seat, or maybe to wrap around enough to bind. And then take your head out of the twist. Feel the heart radiating open. Rotate back to center and a little counter twist back to the right. Come back to center and lean back to unwind your legs into Dandasana, the staff pose. Sitting nice and tall with your arms behind you, or if it's comfortable for you to put your arms straight down, that's okay too. And we're looking for a neutral seat so that this beginning of Arohan isn't starting from a tilt backwards, but from neutral up the front body, belly is able to open, chest opens around the head, and Ao Arohan from midbrain past C7 at the top of your shoulders, down your back, past the tailbone to start the next cycle.
Arohan is not a mantra, but a label. It means ascending breath or the ascending energy. And Ao Arohan means the opposite of the ascending energy, the descending energy. Great, and then find yourself a comfortable seat and we'll begin. While we were working on balancing front to back, we're going to also balance side to side so that we're able to be in Shashumna Nadi because that's the line we want to find ultimately in this practice. So you can use something besides alternate nostril breathing if that's not a comfortable one for you. Otherwise, with your left hand in Janana Mudra, the right hand, the first two fingers are either on your forehead or tucked in your palm so that the ring finger and thumb are on the sides of your nose, blocking the breath by pressing in right where the bony part of that skull is. Start by breathing in through the side you're most open on, and then close that, and we'll start by going to the other side, breathe out, and then back in. Once you've breathed in, close and block both and release out the other side to go out and back in. And that's our pattern from this point forward. Switching sides out and then back in and switch sides again, out and back in. And we'll probably do about six rounds of this if in your own practice you're feeling calm enough, quiet enough to put a retention of the breath. You could hold your breath at the top of your inhale before releasing it out the other side. But make sure all parts of that have a calm to them. We're trying to quiet down, not to rev up, not to get competitive. And if at any point within these next few rounds, if you feel I'm drawn in now, I'm quiet, my breath is still, you can let your right hand release down over your knee on the other side. Once you let go of the alternate nostril breathing, begin Arohan Awarahan again. 
feeling the figure eight from the pelvic floor up to the front body to the throat to the back fontanelle top fontanelle the crown of your head midbrain exhaling from the midbrain past c7 down the upper back middle back lower back around the tailbone to the pelvic floor restarting the cycle moving completely in sync with your own breath and unlike the cat and the cow which were such big motions here whatever the motion is that the breath requires that's as much of the movement forward and back that you'll have So we'll use Arohan and Awarahan now to find the center line and in our energy system in the subtle body, we're going to call that Shashumna Nadi. So the next time you breathe in Arohan, once you get to the top, hold your breath, tuck your chin, lift at the pelvic floor, and from your awareness in the midbrain beam a light right down to the base to try to find the base point that's related to that center line you might feel a pulse there if not that's okay when you need to let your breath out we'll do our so from that place of the consciousness in the midbrain down the back past the tailbone and you can cycle a few times in between because we're going to repeat that in a moment So the next time you're breathing in, Arohan, hold the breath at the top, visualize from the midbrain, align down, notice the base. If you feel a pulse, you're going to use that pulse now. If not, okay, we'll repeat, hum, 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 allowing this energy now to transform from being out in the world, being out in distinction. We're going to use it for meditation in a moment. When you need to let your breath out, ow, arohan, down the back body. And then cycle a few times to balance. Maybe having a sense now of the forward, the back, and the center. Next time, breath in, arohan, hold the breath. Tuck the chin, lift at the pelvic floor, draw in at the solar plexus center line from midbrain down whom 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 at the base and when you need to you can release the breath down the back a few cycles of arohan awarohan the figure eight Let's repeat that one last time to really get the sense of this Arohan ascending energy half of the figure eight, Ao Arohan, the descending half of the figure eight, and now starting to get a strong sense of the center Shashumna Nadi. Inhale Arohan and hold your breath. Tuck your chin, Chetta Bandha. 
Feel this sense of center line from midbrain to base. Use hum. If there's a pulse there, put it in rhythm with the pulse. And release ao erohan. And now, on your breath in, go from the base up the center. Take a just through your nostrils breath in and up. And when you breathe out, just visualize that radiating at Ajna Chakra, creating uh, the center point of an aura that expands there. It's letting you be more connected to that transcendent component of self, Brahman. And we're going to repeat this two more times. You can do it through your nose like we just did. Or you can use Kachari Kriya, breathing in with the mouth open, A-W, silently or whispery, and then out, K-E-E. So next time, Erohan, hold the breath, tuck the chin, we're going to do the whole thing. Hum, 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 visualize. When you need to, release out, how Erohan. And now up the center, either Aki, Kachari Kriya, or just through the nostrils, up, and then release in the midbrain, the visual. Use it through the nostrils if you've been feeling very anxious lately, very disjointed, need more grounding. Otherwise, ah, up, breath out. And we'll repeat that whole thing one last time. So inhale, Erohan. Hold the breath at the top, Tretabandha. The line down, hum, 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 releasing, loosening the energy we're going to use on the next time we breathe in. On the exhale, Ao Erohan, down the back body. And now either Kachari Kriya or inhale through the nostrils, bringing Shakti up, joining with Shiva to find Brahman, to move beyond objects. You can use moistening the point between your eyebrows or just surrender in the midbrain or in the heart center if you're feeling more nervous or anxious. I'm going to be quiet now and let you meditate.
stay in your meditation and we'll make that transition between the unbound aspect of Brahman and the manifest where we express the wisdom that we touch in our meditation in our daily living. Begin by bringing the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth. Let your palms come together in front of the heart center. Move your tongue behind the upper teeth to the gum line and envision the meditation energy as energy coming down and mingling with your hands as energy. And move these energy hands a little and feel the tingling that is there. We usually identify this or label it as touch, but it is simply the interaction of energy translated by a story in our mind. Move your hands a little apart from each other and see if you can still feel an energy there. In Sanskrit, we would label that tejas or radiance. You might feel it as heat. If you move your hands farther apart and then almost to touch again, you might still feel energy, but with a different quality, one that's more magnetic in nature. And then bring your hands up over your eyes. And if you just hover over your eyes there, you might feel still the heat, or you might see also light as the radiance energy, the tejas. Whatever the sensation, with your intention, send that energy into Ajna Chakra, the command center, which manifests in the physical realm as the brain. And let this Ajna Chakra be filled with wisdom and insight, inspiration to move out in your living in a way that's most graceful, most in intelligent. We'll reinforce that using mantra, the mantra Om Namah Shivaya, to align with the Shiva energy. Let your palms come together. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Draw the energy down the face to the jawline and around the jawline to the back of your neck. From the back of your neck around to the throat in front and cross one hand over the other in front of your throat, directing the wisdom of your meditation to this headquarters of where we express ourselves, how we express ourselves, whether it's through words or through other actions or creations. The mantra, Om Ayim Saraswati Namaha. Om Aim Saraswati Namaha Om Aim Saraswati Namaha Om Aim Saraswati Namaha Draw the energy to the thymus gland and direct all the wisdom of your meditation into this headquarters of our immunity and our health so that we can stay strong in body and able to let our minds take on the actions of living, the karma of our evolution. Mantra Om Ram 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 Ramaya Namaha. Om Ram 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 Ramaya Namaha. Om Ram 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 
Draw the energy of your meditation to the heart center and with one part of your attention still in meditation, one part in this headquarters of the way that we interact in the world, let your palms come together in Anjali Mudra and let the energy of this center be able to find an unconditional relationship with everything, to feel things as they are in their wholeness and relate to them from a place of love. Mantra Om Namo Narayanaya Om Namo Narayanaya Om Namo Narayanaya Om Namo Draw the energy of your meditation to the navel center and here let your right palm face down, the left palm face up, clasp your hands and bring this brilliance of the unconditional intelligence into your own brilliance as intellect, as metabolism, as actions in the world. Mantra Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 Om. Draw the energy to the pelvis, into the Svadhisthana chakra, and let the habits and patterns that I, we use as our identity be clear, seen through, transparent, so that we follow the true path, the graceful path through the jungle of our desires and passions. The mantra Om Dum 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 Durgaye Namaha. Om Dum 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 Durgaye Namaha Om Dum 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 Durgaye Namaha Om Dum 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 Durgaye Namaha With your hands in Yoni Mudra, interlacing your pinky and the next two fingers, point your index fingers at the earth your thumbs to the sky at the pelvic floor to bring stability and prosperity in your living. Om Lakshmivam Shri Kamala Dharam Swaha. Om Lakshmivam Shri Kamala Dharam Swaha. Om Lakshmivam Shri Kamala Dharam Swaha. Om Lakshmivam Shri Kamaladaram Swaha. Take your hands on the tops of the thighs and to help ensure that there are no obstacles in your living, that in your own self you have the ruthlessness of Byron Katie who no matter what says, is that true? 
bring truth into this moment instead. Right? Find that in your life and in your own karma when things do come up, challenges, illnesses, supreme courts, that you're able to find the way through or around. Om gam 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 ganapataye namaha. 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 Complete the regrounding back into your body, moving your energy down your legs, around the knees, down the shins. Use your thumb to walk a line down the back from your knee, right down the center of your calf. This is the fire line, so it helps us transform back, to, back into our daily living. Grab your ankles tight at the bottom. And then walk five lines down the soles of your feet for each of the elements, earth, water, fire, air, and space. A line from your heel to each of your toes on both sides, either together or one at a time. And then make your way onto your back into Shavasana and let your body rest and rebalance. Let the physical body come back into an equilibrium. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace on all the levels of our being, within ourselves, within the interactions we make, within the world that we live in. Peace, peace, peace. From that place of peace, begin to move your fingers and your toes. Run your thumbs along your fingertips. Tilt your head a little side to side. Then on a nice inhale, lift your arms overhead and stretch long through both sides one at a time. And then bend your knees, put the soles of your feet on the floor and press up into the bridge pose to open the front body, a little bit of a rajasic 
type of energy within the cycle so that we can move forward in case we got a little too tamasic in our meditation. And then lower yourself back down, windshield wiper your legs to the right, to the left. And then eventually make your way up to sitting and bring your hands to Anjali Mudra, prayer pose in the center of the chest. Hari Om Om Tat Sat. Have a wonderful weekend. If you're not grounded, do some asana afterwards or take asana class with me or Sarah. Have a fabulous time moving through life, learning, growing, encountering obstacles and transcending them. Namaste.